Welcome back to another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we talk about critical issues in the blindness community. I'm Aaron Richmond. Tonight, like all other episodes, is of course copywritten by me, Aaron Richmond, and Aaron's Opinion. Thank you. This podcast can be heard almost anywhere you get a podcast, from iTunes uh, to Spotify, Anchor, you know, we're everywhere. We are everywhere as far as the listening side goes, but most of you enjoy watching us right here on YouTube. It's a really exciting experience uh, for so many. So I have a question. You know, some people in this world, everybody's got their type, you know. Some people say, you know, personally, I can tell my guest, and she doesn't know this yet, but I can tell my guest that I'm a snake person, I'm a snake type, and my dream is to have my own snake. I also love dogs and all pets, but especially snakes. Others of you out there are more of the adventurous type. Or maybe you're the stay-at-home type, work hard type. I don't know. There's a lot of types. Why am I saying type? Because Rachel Ng knows a lot about types. She is the blind typolo typologist. Um, it truly is an honor to have you on the show. I've been watching uh, a lot of your lives that you've been doing in our one of our other groups that I follow. And mm -hmm. uh, this is, I, I can tell myself already, that you guys at home, we should strap ourselves in because this is gonna get it. <laughs> this is gonna get it. This is gonna get crazy. This is gonna get interesting right now. Rachel, you're on Aaron's opinion. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the um, my pleasure. The, the watch. Yes. My ple my pleasure. Absolutely. No problem. Yeah. So why don't you start by kind of you know I with all of my guests I like to walk through you know your blindness journey if you want the um, things that you went through growing up, education, and then all of that should lead into this whole concept of typology. So sure. uh, go, go right ahead, talk as much as you want. Sure, um, I, I guess I'll start off by saying I'm totally blind and I don't let any of that stop me. Um, I've been to um, six different states last summer. Um, I've been blind, legally blind all my life. I have a rare disease I have found maybe the total of three or four people who has it called Peter's anomaly. Um, and, 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 but I, I must interrupt you because yes. I have Peter's anomaly too. That's what I have. Oh, that is so funny. I don't know that many people with that. You know me, yeah. you know me. Hi, hi, you know me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see, um, it's funny, you know, anytime I record an episode, it's always interesting to see how our lives are so connected, you know, in, in the blind yeah. community. That's so fascinating. Go right ahead. Well, yeah. and in a lot of other ways, people are very connected and in many ways. They're very alike. I mean, whether whether you take type into consideration, there might be nine in some systems and 16 and some people like to you know make things like you know those fun tests i mean these kind of types don't make as much difference but some people like are you more like selena gomez or are you more like let's i don't know justin bieber i'm just making some names up right or are you a mushroom or a bug <laughs> something like that or a button or you know and, and we might try to distinguish differences but a lot of what we find is very subtle nuances within people. And it's really interesting to find out the similarities and the differences. And, um, you know, um, and, and, and I find that our stories are interesting, you know, like whether I, 
I do something or you do something, it's it, it's it's really interesting the nuances between people and finding out. And um, so, and I'll touch on type in a bit, but yeah, I've been blind, um, totally blind since eight. I have, um, well, I originally did not, I am not, um, by the sound of my last name, I'm not originally from here, I'm an immigrant from, um, from a sub section of a country, a big country named China. And I, I'm originally from Hong Kong. Um, and um, politically very interesting. Um, I love um, politics. I study that as well. Um, and politically, I'm a classical liberal. But anyway, we don't have to talk about politics. We, we surely can at some point, but we don't have to. Um, and uh, I find that blindness is exciting in its own way. You know, you do stuff that, you know, the blindness journey has been interesting because I am able to do some stuff that people say, wow, that's very brave. And you can challenge the norms by saying, well, a blind people can do this and a blind people should be able to do this. I've done things from, you know, intensely scanning books that most blind people are saying, I'm still waiting for access until some volunteer at some, you know, book share or something scans. I've scanned books. I've traveled. I have, um, I've done many incredible things. And I think that, um, the blindness journey is to find out how much you can do and how to do them. And, and it's, it's interesting because, because it's a journey and it's exciting. I mean, it's who, who says blindness being blindness would be boring. I know some people like to sit at home and, and some people are more adventurous and less adventurous. And, and that's part of typology too, you know, kind of finding out where your strengths are. Um, I think, on a scale from one to 10, you know, I don't go out every day to look for adventure, but I do like some and I do like challenges. And I find that blindness presents itself with enough that you find very interesting. Um, I don't know what else you want to know about my blindness journey, but I well, find I it think, I think that, I think that about sums it up. Right, um, yeah. I I want to um, tell you, you know what I want to do. What? I want you. I want you to start. I want you to either. Okay, you can either pick one of two things. I'm as fair as I can with guess. Right. You can tell me. You can tell us. You can educate us about what typology is, or if you want, um, you can start reading me. Um. <laughs> I think I'll start off with the typology okay. thing. I'd rather do the reading on my own show. How could I have possibly predicted? You see, because then in that case, no, no problem. So let me tell you a little bit more about me. Um, but no, actually, go, no, you know what? No, you know what? I want to be read right on your show. Prob I, would, I definitely want to be read right on your show in the future. So I don't want to give you too much, too much yeah. extra information. So yeah, um, go ahead and talk about typology. Sure. I, and I also don't want to do that because your show is an hour and right. sometimes typology takes a little bit longer. My shows are, they can be, I mean, we have already started and um, 
usually between an hour or two short average is i mean there are some people that finish in an amazing 15 minutes and and some of those people speak much less and so some of those people mm -hmm. seem to speak a lot and cram in 15 minutes and it's like wow did we really do this in 50 minutes okay that's pretty amazing and then some people i have just one person that took and two hours and 30 minutes. It usually doesn't take more than two hours. Um, it doesn't usually take more than um, two hours and 30 minutes is the odd one out. Two hours and 15 minutes has been a couple people, but it's usually between an hour or two. Um, and I spare pl plenty of time for people to talk about themselves because most people like talking about themselves anyway. Um, and you know, you, you let them talk about themselves and they really enjoy it and they reflect and they learn about more about themselves. And the the show is, and this branches into it, is about you. It's about reflecting, about, I call it a um, self-growth, self-reflection, self-knowing, um, self-development channel. It's basically knowing yourself, understanding yourself, having a deep, grasp on what your strengths and weaknesses are. I mean, when you, you might be telling me, I know a lot about myself, so why do I need to know more? And, and the, the truth is, we still take tests, you know, am I a mushroom, a bug? Um, am I more like uh, that plant or wh whatever this test taker has, you know, and we're always curious, we click on these links and it's like, oh, how about these survey? I like to write out my answers and I like to see how other people, you know, um, I answered that I like um my hot dogs with cheese and mayonnaise and this person might like their hot dogs with ketchup and and maybe yeah and that's about it you know and and they like this so it's a little bit about and and in this world also i think <clears throat> we tend not to it's fast we live 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 and we don't tend to think about ourselves honestly enough and most of it is outwards it's like oh what can i do now and and who do i hang out with and what do i have to do next and what do i do next like today and or next week or what grocery like but we don't turn inside and go hmm but what is my strength is why do i like to i don't know collect my records or why do i like um to do my profession so much like uh you're telling me you're a teacher for instance and I'm not gonna, like, I'm not going to, like, go into that too much. But for instance, we don't always tap into our potentials. Like, what are we good at in teaching? Why do we actually like teaching? You know, and, and so, sometimes we might not thought about that, but it's often surface, you know, like, if somebody's a nurse, people don't, hmm, I really like being a nurse because, and go through the train of thoughts and kind of understanding yourself. Another part of it is understanding other people. Um, you know, um, seeing the nuances in different people. As I said, we're all very similar, but we're all very different. We're all very, we're all, but people think a lot of this typology is huge, but it's not. It's like, oh, you prefer red and I prefer green. And I mean, I mean, there are more critical issues in, in this type of thing, but it's often slight and, and very small. And we discover strengths, you know, whether we are much more of a logical thinker and why. 
or much more of a, as people call them, feelers, but I would like to use the word relational. Are you more relational? Do you like people more? Are you more, and, and, and online they kind of warp this right. Are you a sensor intuitive? Oh, are you stupid or are you really brainy? And it's like, but that doesn't even sum up that nuance. It's more about, are you more, are you talented in being in the moment and doing jobs that probably some other people don't want to do? You know, are you good at being a plumber? We need people who are really good at using their hands and some people do. And um, I just did my show. I just came from it not too long before this one. And I had a guy who really likes, you know, to manage the small things in terms of music and likes his comfort. And, and so some people are, and, and that doesn't mean they're stuck in their ways or lesser than anybody else. Or then and some people are like, oh, no, I don't want to be that because they're rigid and stuck. And I'm like, no, that doesn't, that isn't what it means. I mean, that's what people online like to, you know, or stereotype people as, but it's about understanding, you know, diversity. You can use it as a label and you can use it as, oh, well, I don't like this person because they are an ESTJ. And it's like, okay, what does that mean? And what does that label mean to you or them or, or whatever, you know? And I, I think everybody has their gift. It's just that some people find it and some people struggle to find it. And I think if you can put your finger on your potentials, on where you are, you can really um, get to the bottom of it. You can really, you can really grow. You can really say, wow, you know, I'm good at this. Yeah, I should cultivate this more. Or, you know what? I was mistaken about myself. I've been chasing this goal in life and I find out that you know, now I think about it. Now I analyze myself. Maybe, you know, I'm, and people are surprised what they find. And you can't start working on yourself until you really have that meditative space. And I give people that space. And you come up with four letters and I tell people that is essentially not the most important thing of this channel. The letters are great. They're the summary of your type. They're combinations. You know, you can be I or E or S and N and and JNP or TNF, you know, they're all a little bit out of order with TNF versus JNP, but, but it, it's, it's much more than that. It's more about what you have come to realize within that hour and a half, two hours, hour. What, what did you learn? What did you find out? You know, and then my analysis will help you too. Um, most of, a lot of these other shows, it, it's unique in this show that I do a little bit of analysis and we talk through your analysis. Is this true and accurate about you? Yes, no, maybe so. And, and, and we kind of adjust a little bit sometimes. I think I'm pretty good at typing people without adjustments. I've had had to adjust people's, what I had thought from our conversation. And um, yeah, I hope that's been informative and interesting. Indeed it, indeed it has, certainly. So, you know, one of the things that I do here at Aaron's, Aaron's Opinion, yeah. um, one, of the, one of the many things that we do is, is that I, I, I never make promises that I can never keep. But one promise I can keep is that I'm committed to helping other successful blind people. 
Um, and oh. there are many ways that I do it, one of which I'll tell you off the air a little bit, but one of them, one of the ways that I help blind people is to help them to promote and strengthen their business and their, the, the, their, their business model. So what I would want to know is, I understood everything you said, Rachel, but yes. um, talk, let's transition a little bit, kind of shift gears a sure. little and talk uh -huh. more. Okay. So how is this, you know, n not that everything should revolve around business because it doesn't and shouldn't, but how is this going right. to, you know, help you and talk about the business side of this? Because I'm sure in the end, um, in general, you, in my opinion, shouldn't or probably don't read everyone for free, right? T talk about it. Well, I'm actually planning a business side. Um, my YouTube channel is largely an ed educational kind of, I guess you'd call it nonprofit kind of thing. I am actually planning on a model where some people don't like to be on YouTube. And it's like, but I don't want to be analyzed on air and I feel a little nervous and I'll have these conversations, but I don't want to do it with everybody looking at me and going, Mm -hmm. And the nose in the, you know, and so in the sense, I'm thinking of doing um, a model where I do type people off air and, you know, okay, so I ask people, uh, even on forums, what do you get out of what, even just knowing your type, and I'm thinking of the business side of it is, I'm planning to do consultations to after you know your type, then we'll work through some more questions. So what if you are an introverted feeler? What are you going to do with that? What about, how about your convictions? How will you apply that to life? It's, it's good to know that you are a person who values, I'm picking on FI for right now, um, introverted feeling, which means people are about themselves um, morally, ethically, and good at reading other people's intentions and motivations. And I'm taking that function on, then I, I would say to you, okay, so you're FI. Um, what do you want to do with that? And how, how do you think you can implement this? Well, what do you do? And what are your convictions? Now let's work this out, you know, and, and people who that type would probably do it themselves. But, but sometimes it's nice to have a mirror. It's nice to, you know, this is what people do with life coaching or whatever they did kind of like I guess you'd call it life coaching in that in that arena and it's like so where would you where, where would you go with this and using type and says okay so uh I'll get to pick on Aaron for a moment you're, you're a teacher I'm not sure what your type is but but let's say you have FI in your stack what what do you plan to do with your FI how can you apply this to to teaching how can you um, use this to maybe understand your students better. Or let's say with nurses, you know, I'm like, we started that earlier. How can you use a personal ethics um, model to understand, to connect with other people more? How can this help you? What, what has this knowledge given you? Or even I'm planning to do another system, which is nine called the Enneagram or, well, or Enneagram, but it's Enneagram, um, two words. And basically, how does knowing what you're weak at help you? And, and I plan to help people discover, you know, where they are. And, and then, and then kind of go on and say, um, okay, now we know this. 
what do we do essentially with what you know is now now you realize for let's take i'll pick on me i like to help people and i like i need to be needed you know i thought not a realization i liked very much but i found this out so okay but now i know where my strength is how my weakness or you know and and strengths now if i reinstate my boundaries and try to use this now how do i use this in a better way to help people um and or integrate this into my life how how will this um how, how will this help me how will this help you know you for instance and kind of work on understanding yourself and integrating it into your life because we all find out and we grow and then we can work on your shadow which is a jungian concept um this channel is based on a jungian framework how will for instance um your shadow let's say your weaknesses are these and they are and there is some stuff you don't prefer in your big blind spot okay now what 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 um about it can can you improve how you know it's often better to work within your top and then go through and so sometimes it's just good to practice your other ones and it's like how could you be more cognizant of this function or how how working with the posing is kind of helpful like for me you know i i'll use a personal example i pay attention a lot to others and i'm very outside myself and i found this stuff very interesting how will i use my introverted feeling function a little bit more for instance and kind of looking through that and i'm thinking of maybe um starting with like a, a cheaper evaluative price if we don't want to do the public typing and then maybe do um i'm still trying to finalize this process of trying to think of how um you can develop um yourself within a good price range you know maybe 20 30 dollars an hour or something um that's probably undercutting it i still have to because a lot of these life coaches can charge quite a bit so i'm trying to come up with a reasonable price and and maybe maybe blind people um probably sell it to both blind and sighted and try to see if people could work with that um sure why not you know um I mean, I completely agree with with everything there. I can, I, I totally get the concept. Now, how would someone even know that there's that they should be typed? I guess is the verb. How how would someone know that they should come to you for a reading in the first place? When I saw you, you know, explaining it on these lives that I've seen, I understand it, and it makes sense to me. But how would people even know? that they're supposed to be read in the first place? I guess anybody could do it. I think curiosity about yourself is good. You know, I, I think that starting, you know, being curious about you, being curious about yourself. I tell people, are you open? 
and ready and open-minded to growth. I mean, I mean, I, I recommend anybody and everybody do it because it's it's a really transformative process and it's not just for a sub-segment. I think if everybody was more self-aware, we'd have a better world, right? We wouldn't be fighting over little things and and just, for example, if you live in the United States, we don't, I think, I think we still see it. Look at all the chaos around. What if we just understood the differences and understood ourselves, why we feel this way and, and how, how maybe we're all just so similar. Maybe our views are different. And, and, and I don't know if I want to get too deep into politics, but, and I have my opinions on that, but in a sense, understanding that politics might divide us, but there's actually not that much of a difference. You stand next to, or you live next to a human being that has potential, you have potential, maybe you have slightly different gifts, maybe you have the same gifts. Um, and everybody has different gifts here and there and, and, it, and it works. And, and it's just appreciating yourself and others. I think anybody can benefit from this. It's not, if I feel like I should, if you're curious, then you should. And if you're not, then hopefully, my hope is everybody gets curious about themselves. And, and some people, like to be ignorant or or like to stay shall we say less aware of themselves they well i don't need to know i know i'm a i know i'm a bad person or or i know i'm a jerk <laughs> already or i know right i know i'm a good person so that's all i need to know and i've heard that i was like well why do i need to know i already know i'm a jerk i'm trying to refrain from using bad language but you know people have said stuff like this like great yeah. um but maybe you <laughs> you should find out how you should get along with other people, or you might know enough about yourself, but maybe you could discover more. And you know, and some people object and say, "Well, I don't want to be put in one of sixteen boxes." And it's like, but it's not about putting yourself in a box because, like I said, it's about finding out these different nuances and what we all have. And there are different systems, you know. Like I say to people, sure. You know, people are opposed to typology, but we use it all the time. Let's take an example. I'm a visual learner. Nobody is like, why are you putting me in a box? Why are you calling me a visual learner? <laughs> people are like, yeah, I use, I'll use this very well for my teachers, for anybody who wants to listen. I'm a visual learner, and I want you to know that. You know, like, like maybe some people shout, shout it as much, but some people will, will say, oh, yeah, I'm a visual learner. I learn by looking at things. And well, isn't that typology already? You know, and, and it's good to know. Wasn't it nice to know that you were a visual learner or you're a kinesthetic learner or, or you were a social learner or whatever that is, whatever you are. Um, there is something like, I'm not quite sure. I think there are at least, um, at most maybe 16, 20 types of, of learners, if not less, like maybe 10 or 12, but whatever that number is, you know, it, it is reflective of we do want to know, you know, and Howard Gartner, uh, if you want to say Jung is like not credible, then you look at something like, and so some people like to say that, but often it's blends in the same thing. You know, people are curious and they do use stuff like multiple intelligences. And uh, um, I think he's Harvard, Harvard professor did research on it and came up with eight and said, we don't teach our children good enough because we have eight different ways and school only focuses on two or three and we do typology. And so I think anybody who's open-minded enough and curious can come by 
Um, and definitely, you know, be read, introspect, and kind of read themselves. I tell people that I facilitate, you know, I, I don't, I haven't openly said this, but I facilitate, I don't know if I mostly read and analyze and I do the, the, the psychology leg work of it, but you're doing a lot of it. You're telling me most of it is you, but I just say, okay, this sounds like this. And this sounds like you have this strength. And it's often, so it's like, mm -hmm, that's what I said. And, or that's, that's true about me. That's true that you can gather that about me. And, and often it's just a process of, holding yourself up, but having, so sometimes just reading through literature um, online is especially annoying because most of it is incorrect information, but often reading literature, we still get confused. You know, am I really F-E or F-I or T-E or T? Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe I need a mirror. And often that's what my channel is mirror and kind of, yeah. Um, what will help, and I, I say everybody should be curious, but that might be too lofty of a hope, but you know. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I I am certainly looking forward to you reading me. I'm open to these <laughs> types. I'm open to these types of things. Um. So, and I'm also interested in 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 the business side of that. I think that if that is, um, I think that if that is marketed appropriately. Um, I think that could that could really help a lot of blind people who really need to look look into themselves and really need to need to see and, and understand, you know, who they you know who they are or they really. I think there's a lot yeah. of people. I I do think that there are a lot of people who think this is a little bit unusual, and I think <laughs> that it's a lot of good information that when when used appropriately at the right time and place, I think that this material could be extremely beneficial to blind yes. people, if not people who are sighted, of course, but either way, um, mm. if applied properly, I think this could be very useful. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely support that as a, as a business concept uh, for you. Um, I, and of course, after we stop the recording, there's a, there's a, there's a little, a little something extra I'm going to tell you about, about the business side of things, but um, um, so yes, go, yes, go ahead. I said, I, okay. I'm going to say, I, I totally agree with you. It's unusual. Um, and that's actually why I started this. Um, yeah. I, I started it because I, well, it was funny. I was in these typology communities and I look around and most of these people are sighted. And I was like, why are blind people in this? Now, and okay, I, now most now by by most of these people in the community, just just to just to interject, just to make sure I I I I, I remember this particular point here, just as it popped up. So, are most of the other typologists are they career psychologists, university professors, you know, bakers, butchers, anything in betweens? What 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 the personality? Depends. Yeah, it depends. Some are psychologists. Some are just for fun and some are, it, it all depends. And there's a lot of enthusiasts. I know a guy who wants to do a informational channel and he is an electrician and well, he's great. got good at this. And most of the typists are cited. I only know one who's blind myself and most of the other people interested in talking in these communities and groups and kind of asking each other and talking about type and how we can use it in self-growth communities are cited. And I look around 
and it actually started as kind of a joke, like not really a joke, but somebody asked, oh, it was a curious question. I don't think, I don't understand why they asked it, but I think it was just a, a bonding or just, they, they, they said, what business would you start? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe a typology one. Um, maybe get, and, I, and I've noticed this, you know, it's like, there's only maybe five. And some blind people are into it, but they're very shallowly into it. And after I did all the work and after I found out my types, I was like, this is really enlightening. This is really helpful. And so I decided to start a group and then a page. And I said, this stuff is all over the place. I need a YouTube channel. I need a central place to start a YouTube channel. And I, my original purpose was I look around also. And some blind people just need that kick to get them going. And some, I mean, we have, you know the stats. I know the stats. John knows the stats. Like, like any old Joe knows the stats that there's high unemployment in the blind community. Some blind people find it difficult to, you know, with all the sheltering with other stuff. Some blind people have found their talents. Some blind people haven't. And I said, wow, this would be a really good community to spread this information in. And maybe they can, if they know their talents and their strengths and their weaknesses, maybe they can do something about it. Maybe this will just be the tool to get them started because I kind of found it and I was like, wow, this is me? Like, okay, I guess it makes a lot of sense. But, but now I kind of understand maybe where I belong and where I could try to help and and uh yeah so good so good i i you know what i i love your perspective and i love your attitude which is very very similarly um to, to how i started aaron's opinion so a little bit a little bit more um slightly more about my background as you know or maybe as you've watched some of the videos you know that i am by trade i'm a teacher by pod by hobbyist i'm a podcaster and youtuber and i got into aaron's right. opinion you know i created you know, my podcast and the, then the YouTube, what, what we're doing now with the video, this came later after I felt that I really got comfortable with the podcasting, really enjoyed it and really started to see some traction. But I will tell you that, you know, as it relates to why I started my podcast, um, mm -hmm. I was listening to a lot of podcasts for blind people about a year ago. And I noticed that those podcasts are just not approachable where some typologist can just come up to me and say, Hey, can I just come onto your show and talk about typology? <laughs> yeah, that makes so, sense. So I, I felt that there was just a, a tremendous gap in the industry and in the shortcut that I'm able to, to fill or the shortcut I'm able to create mm -hmm. for you, um, Rachel, is I'm able to help other blind people number one, tell their story, educate the world, and maybe in the end, promote their business. And I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't know intellectually, ethically, I don't know if that's right or not. That's for you to decide. But I, I only have the intention of helping you. I only have the intention of genuinely helping other blind people and sighted people too, but obviously mostly blind people all over the world. Um, but yeah, you can be sighted on this podcast. I've had a lot of sighted guests over, over the year. Yeah. 
Um, that's very nice. Yeah. But you know, that's that's kind of how I got into the how I got into this mess. And then I figured, you know, really, what what we need is we need a strong platform, strong podcast where people can just come up to me and say, okay, tonight we're going to talk about typology. Or in the past, I've interviewed actors. I've interviewed oh, ex-prison. Wow. I've interviewed ex-prison guards who are blind. <laughs> I've interviewed athletes. I've interviewed a model. You know, you, wow. you see, yeah. sure, sure. For more information, go to Aaron's opinion on YouTube. You can, you can, after you're done typing people, you can, you can watch my YouTube videos to be really, really concerned and educated. And quite frankly, you, some of the stories we've told on that channel might, might kind of raise a couple eyebrows and you might be a little bit, you might be a little bit intimidated by some of those stories. I, we've had, we've had some stories on the show. Don't worry. Don't you worry. But, you know, I feel yeah. that, that really, the blind people need a strong podcast community to come to, to, to come and tell stories about, about their lives. So, you know, the other sure. question is, so when you are not doing all of this, how else are you spending your time? Are you a university student? Are you, you know, working? Uh, how else are you spending your time? Yes. Um, I am a political science, um, major in university. I like, um, I enjoy politics. I actually got more. I, I don't actually know why I got into it. And this is the beauty of typology. You kind of realize what's for you and what's for, like, you know, I was just another person. This is kind of why I started too. It was just another old show. And I started this and, but yeah, I'm, I'm uh, in political science. I thought about working in other things like radio or, or, maybe working for a political party or something like that. Let me, and let me, let me, let me just quick, quick questions. Questions are coming up in my mind very, very quickly before I forget it. Sure. So let's, let's, let's kind of hone in on something you said, because I, I might have more information. So do you really want to run your own radio show? I mean, do you really have an interest in that? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I'm, I'm kind of very, on that issue right now okay especially well, be, if it's political yeah uh, I, well i mean you could you could do there's a lot of ways you could do it um i mean i know someone who runs a radio station um so i mean if you had experience maybe you know uh with in radio already or if you wanted to get experience um i mean i would be more than happy to you know to maybe off the air you know put you in touch with the right person who could maybe get you on the radio if that's if that's your dream i mean i could i could try to do that if you want i don't know i'm yeah okay going to think right. about that um but if i do i'll definitely let you know um i the whole problem is right now my side of the aisle my views are very unpopular um and so i, I mean um, so I don't know if I want to, I, I did, and then the world just turned inside out and it's like, uh, well, hopefully people would want me on air. Um, and I, I also don't see my problem is I need a conversation partner to be good. So I need a co-host and I tried doing a news kind of podcast and that kind of flunked because, because I was just talking to the mic, blah, 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 blah. And mm -hmm. if I'm not answering a question or have a person here to, uh-huh, uh, oh, yeah, let me supply the other part of the conversation, I struggle a little bit. And so, but, but yeah, I, um, 
it was kind of a dream long time ago, but I, I'm not quite sure if... Mm. All right. All right. Well, yeah, look, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. If you if you ever want to get on the radio, um, yeah. I'd be more than happy to, to set that up. Uh, I, I know someone um, I, I don't name drop, but I do know someone um, on your side of the country who would who is always probably looking for new hosts um, and new shows to put on his station. So we can definitely get you on the airwaves if that's something that you, oh, that's something you want to do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but you know, you should, you also, you also should not be intimidated by it and you shouldn't, you shouldn't be afraid to do it just because you do not have a co-host. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of, there's are, there are so many ways that, that we could accomplish that. I mean, you know, you could, I mean, I, I, I'd be more than happy to help you. Uh, maybe yeah. do some co-hosting. I mean, I, I just love po- I just love podcasting and just being on the radio myself. Um, there are many, there are many, many, many avenues and many solutions to creating a show. There's no, there's no one way. There's no right way or wrong way to do it. So that's and that's right. why podcasting is beautiful because there's no, there's no right. perfect episode. It's all, it's all in in the moment. It's all what we produced. It's all, well, it's all the painting. You know. Well, and yeah. also there's not a right, there's not a boss that says if you don't say something that my channel or my radio station doesn't agree with, then you're off air. And, right. And in the political world, that's been kind of a difficult situation these days, you know, on both sides of the aisle. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't like your show off the air because you didn't right. say the right things. And, and that's you- not one side. Right. But you know what? I, I put together two political episodes. You should go back and listen to them if you want. Um, yeah. D- did you listen to those? I don't know if I specifically listened to those. I listened to some others, but that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I put together two political episodes. I interviewed um, someone who runs a, a political organization. Um, oh. And I interviewed someone else who is getting into politics. Um, now, um, now at, th- at this particular second, I'm not, I'm not going to get into a big discussion here. I, I right. guarantee you that we do not have the same views. Um, nice. but if you're, if you're, if you're interested in politics and if you're open uh, to that type of thing, um, then you might want to give those episodes a play to see, to understand. That might be interesting. Yeah. But then again, why am I telling you this if, if I'm going to let you read me in a couple of months? Because then after you get all that info, then wouldn't that, I guess... I guess you know how to ask the right questions anyway, but then at some psychological yeah. level, you're still thinking in the back of your mind about the person too, as I'm, as I'm answering the questions. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I would have to wonder is, you know, the way that we think heavily depends on, on our language and our language skills. If I'm not speaking to you in English, I'd be more than happy to speak my second language in French. Um, oh. and, and yeah. Nice. Yes. Do you, do you speak French? No, I have. That I is speak, fine. I, English is my second language, but mm-hmm. my own language is not is not Cantonese. French. Cantonese, right? Yes. So Cantonese. right, Cantonese. So, have you ever read anyone in Cantonese um, and put together a profile for them? And do you find? I guess it's kind of a silly question, but do you find yourself in your Cantonese, you know, identity, Cantonese mind, do you find yourself asking different questions that you wouldn't ask in English? Or is it the same science that you would know what questions to ask regardless of the language? What do you think? I think it'd be the same. Um, Basically the same, okay. I haven't done it. I was, I could have, there was somebody who spoke Cantonese, but I wanted the 
um, channel to be universal, so I do it all in English. Right. And, um, I mean, I suppose if there was somebody that couldn't speak English, I could probably offer uh, a Cantonese type and translate it, I suppose. But <laughs> um, my Cantonese is far to be desired. Um, oh, okay. My English is actually better. I came to this country very early on, and my can I'm fluent, but just enough to have good enough to have a conversation and stuff of that nature. I see. I see. Yeah, I guess your questions would be this, almost the same, but the answers that people give would be a little bit different, I would think, because the way we put together responses in languages, even like the word order from languages is different. So in the end, you would get what you would end up with, you know, slightly different responses. And I would just be fascinated as someone who appreciates being, you know, bilingual, I would be fascinated to know, okay, you know, you read this person in English and then you came back six months later. All right, we're going to start over and we're just going to not speak English the entire session. And then I'd be interested to see you put, you put together those two charts and see what more do you learn after gathering all that other data in Cantonese and doing a comparison contrast, Cantonese, English, English, Cantonese. I don't know. I think because it's deep enough, it probably might not matter, but definitely the responses would be interesting for sure. Yeah, I would be, I'm just fascinated by that because some people do give different responses in different languages. You know, if you really, if you really pull it there, pull it there being hard enough, you know, if you really, <laughs> if you really get inside their brain enough, then they might yeah. give a different response to the same question, but probably not. But if they did, it would be really interesting. It, it would, it would. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that is, that is good. And so after you complete this political science degree, I mean, what is your, you know, ultimate, ultimate dream, ultimate goal? I don't know. Oh, okay. Actually, see, I thought I had a plan, but well, I wanted at one point to work um, in, I mean, advocacy would probably be a good answer, but I realized that the way Again, it's the whole boss mentality, the whole, I don't agree with my boss. I don't know if I have the same type of advocacy ideas as some of the systems out there with, I believe, and there are a lot of blind people who it's like, well, but you don't understand my perspective. Don't challenge, you know, and I believe that blind mm -hmm. people could do anything and should be put up to more challenges and should be at least at a good level challenged and, and be able to um, be very independent. But some of the systems and some of the people, because of what has been told to them, isn't the case. And so I, I had some ideas, but I also kind of, again, this comes to knowing self, you know, I knew what I liked and I knew what, but I didn't, I know, like, I can plan out things pretty far, and I, I am pretty um, good at foresight, uh, you know, social consequences, but coming up with, like, a business model has never been my thing, and, and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with it, it was like, oh, I like it, I could, I could do this, and it was, I, you know, it's, I like school, but I like the learning aspect of it more. Um, and the more I learn about myself, the more I realize I would be bored in political work <laughs> and I've tried it. And then now I actually understand myself and did my stack. I'm like, 
yeah, because my extroverted thinking is way down there. And it's like the, the get stuff done, the paperwork, and, and a lot of political science, as you, as a lot of people know, is very tedious. It's not like, this is what I feel, and this, these are, a lot of it is policy, a lot of it is paperwork, a lot of it is, is I mean, there's public relations, and there are some jobs that are not, but I've tried to do some political organizing, um, try to get involved, and I found that I didn't like it. Um, All right, so... that's fair. That's fine. You know what? And that's and that's what and that's something that's really interesting as we walk through life. You discover, hey, you know what? I don't like this, but I discover new things. You know, I discovered right. that that quite frankly, I didn't really like my academic background. So I applied myself in my job after I graduated, and now I love my job and I love my hobby. So nice. you know, well, there's there's still a couple. Oh, don't no, don't you worry. I can complain. I still have a I still have a complaint channel, but you know, uh, but oh, uh, I, I you know you know you don't you don't know what you just got yourself into, but you know the 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 fact is is that I'm con considering the situation that we're that we have at hand. I, I mean I'm I'm doing all right, you know. Thanks God for that. Right. Um. But I that's part of life, you know. We all realize. Uh, you know what. I didn't really like doing that or that really wasn't for me. Well, the truth is everybody, everybody is like that and very few people admit that. So the fact that you admit that there are things that you don't like, well, I think that's great. I think that shows a, right. a lot of your strong, you're, you must be a strong person to be able to admit that on some, some guy's show that you don't really know. So I, I tremendously appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. I, I, I try and I, but this is the, going back to, like, I don't mean to repetitively do this, but again, that's the beauty of, I wish I did this typology earlier, and it's like, oh, I'm good with people, maybe I should. My first major was actually people, and it kind of cited to me, and talked me out of it, and, and just how people did it. I actually tried psychology, and I've been told I'm a natural psychologist, and I'm really good at this, and somebody told me a couple days ago, you're really good with children, like, that's actually what I wanted to do at first. And, right. and kind of understanding two and two click with, oh, this is what I'm like. This is, you know, with the whole understanding, you know, it's always good to, I think, with those things, you know, that's why your career center is good with kind of discovering careers. And sometimes going in there is discovering who you are sometimes. Sometimes they give you some tests and tests are not really the best way to do it, but you can study the theory. And that's why, you know, understanding what your learning style is, is good. And other, and that's, again, brings us back sort of to the beginning. And I'm not saying we should keep talking about this, but, but again, again, with political science, you know, I wish I knew before. It's like, if only I knew, then maybe but we, I would. But nobody, see, but, but you should never beat yourself up about it because nobody knows. Right. If I had known, then I wouldn't, if I had known what I know now, then I wouldn't be talking to you now. You know, that's, that's the way life works out. You know, if we had known, right. well, the fact is we can't know. That's, that's the problem. That's the Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Well, okay. Well, you know, we are, we are coming to the end of a very interesting episode. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. And I'm well, glad you but you are, but No, it is. It absolutely is. <laughs> but don't worry. We aren't done yet. Um, okay. So what are your, um, so by the way, what are your, what are your hobbies? Let's say. 
Um, well, I like, if I had enough money, I found out I like traveling. I like kind of seeing history. I went to six different states last um, summer, all in the Eastern seaboard, New York, New Jersey, um, Pennsylvania, um, DC, um, if you count that as a state, um, Virginia. Well, it's not, it's and, not, DC is not a state, so no, right. I don't count it as a state. <laughs> right, so five, including an, and, uh, and a property or whatever you want to call it, or, or a, a city, whatever you want to call it, um, Maryland and Virginia. And I like, I found that I liked, you know, it, and I went back to Hong Kong and explored and, and sighted people are always amazed, like, wow, you ended up at Go, Go, uh, Gold Coast? That's amazing. But I like exploring. I find that I find my way around cities really well. And I went to a lot of important sites, American sites, um, this time around last year. And I um, enjoy reading a lot. I have about a thousand books in my library. I read, I read mostly nonfiction and um, politics. I love politics. I'm going through... Um, I am a classical liberal and I, I'm going through an entire Milton Friedman book and it's partly, it's mostly for school, but I find it really fascinating. I would probably read it for fun anyway. And I'm looking forward to read a lot of his other ones. I've, I've several, I've owned many perspectives from classical liberal to downright Marxist. I have Marx and, and I have psychology and from everybody from people they think is loony like Freud to you know, and Adler, and then you have Maslow, and I have some of the researchers, like, um, I think I have Milgram's book, and I have a lot of the popular um, psychology books, and I have, um, oh, what's his name, the, the guy who did, um, who did child psychology, I find him very interesting, um, Piaget is one of them, um, but that's not the guy I'm thinking of. And I, I read everything from that. And so, so some people in typology think I'm NE because I, I enjoy exploring, but that's not my main mode. Um, I like, like, I read everything from like religion to, and I have some classic lit. I was an English major. I have an A degree in um, English and I enjoy reading some, you know, um, Dickens and stuff like that. And a lot of interesting um, and I have like Sherlock Holmes and, and I have uh, uh, Heinlein and, and uh, Douglas Adams and stuff like that. I enjoy reading. I'm very nerdy. Most of my hobbies are nerdy. I like, um, I like um, reading the news. I used to like it a lot more. I like um, learning a lot. I like tinkering with tech. I Tell, my joke is I learned the, the computer by crashing it until I refused lessons and I learned it myself by pressing buttons and figuring out how it works and experimenting with it. And um, I amused somebody because I changed all the sounds to be funny. My shutdown noise was crashing, was glass crashing and breaking. It's like, well, it's broken now, shut off. It's not really broken, but that was the noise. And everybody jumped half a feet when they heard them like, yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting to hear that for a shutdown. I was like, yep. Um, I love audio. I don't know if I'm coming through on it, but I have an external microphone um, on my device right now. I collect microphones. I like, I don't have enough patience for sound editing. I wish I did. I've played with it a time or two. 
Um, I collect microphones on the computer side. I have three now. I have a bunch of iOS mics. Um, I have enjoyed soundscaping for a long time, just going to the beach and turning on the recorder and and just record. Like like, and it, it's not like I like recording specific soundscaping and recording the birds in the morning going for a walk and I haven't done soundscaping for a long time but um I enjoy exploring the city and trying new foods and um getting to know the city I've known LA quite well by just going places by just taking the bus going places picking out a restaurant go to it or picking a venue go to it find my route you know like I don't do routes specifically, but trying to plan out something, go there, get to know that part of the city and then connecting the dots. It's kind of an interesting hobby, but I like trying new foods. I love culture. Um, like I, I like trying different cuisines from um, different backgrounds and my favorite, yes, I know some people are wondering, so what's your favorite? I've been asked that so many times is Ethiopian because it's the most, it's the most unique. It's the most exotic. You eat with your hands. The taste is totally different. I cannot describe it. It's kind of like sourdough bread, the bread they use, but it's totally different and it's good, but it's the acquired taste. Um, I like a lot of different cultures and food and you learn a lot just by eating it and talking to, hey, you know, this is an interesting food. What's your culture like? How do you say this is delicious in your language or oh, wow, this is really interesting food. Why do you guys make it? You know, and, and it's investigating stuff like that. Um, I like social media and social networking. Um, I've, been think, I've been finding out recently, I like being on people's shows. I like kind of meeting new people, talking. So how did you, so, so did you like Aaron's opinion? Oh, yes, your show is very interesting. Thank you so much for inviting me on. My 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 pleasure my pleasure <laughs> you are a very good host and um you're, very dynamic you're you're well you're you're a very kind guest thanks for coming Thank you. No and problem. i always i always like to end the show by letting you ask one really good question if you really want to put me on the spot if you really want to get inside my mind, really want to make me sweat. What question do you want to ask? You can only ask one question, to which I'll give a one sentence answer that will lead into the conclusion of the episode. Go. Why do you enjoy helping people so much on your show? As in, like, what is the driving desire? What, what, what brings you to helping all these people? Um, I, I mean, I've made, heard some other things about, you know, like, but what's under that desire? <laughs> There's a typology <laughs> question for you. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to want, so what you need to know is, what is, what is my true motivation for helping others? <laughs> my true motivation, right, and it's a very good question. What am I not telling you? <laughs> right, the, question, the answer, the answer is this. I'm determined, I'm determined to help other people for two main reasons. Number one, um, I am someone who has had to overcome a lot of obstacles in my own life. I'm someone who has overcome profound discrimination and harassment in my own life um, and bullying and all, sor and all sorts of severe issues. 
And as I grew up and as I matured, I discovered that there are a couple good people around the world who, who also deserve help and also deserve to be helped. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to create an environment where the right people get the help that they truly deserve. And so that people who need help get it. And so that people who need education can be educated. And that is where I hope or what I would like to do with my podcast and why you're watching this on YouTube and, you know, you're hopefully commenting below saying how much you enjoy the, enjoy the entry. But that is, that is my true motivation to help those who are deserving of help um, to help those who are good people and truly, truly deserve the good karma that comes from helping others. How about that? Wow. <laughs> nice. Well, good. Cause that's the answer you got. <laughs> and, it's, and it's true. And it's the truth. All right. So um, I always like to give people a chance, you know, I'm going to ask you about this in one second after I turn off the recorder, but so do you have a website where an official website, an official business yet, where if someone listens and they say, wow, I really do want to get in touch with Rachel, how would they do that? And do you have a website yet? Please give yourself a plug. I don't have a website, but I okay. have a Facebook page. If you search on the Facebook, I think you can search on pages, the blind ENFJ typologist, you will find my page. Um, Here, I, t- I tell you what, could, could they also go to your YouTube channel and get information yes. there? Okay. Well, we'll put, it, you know what, guys, well, how about this? How about click the link in the description for more information? So I'll, I'll, I'll yes. put your channel in, in, in the description. How about that? All right. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Cool. Cool. Well, Rachel, don't hang up. Um, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, this was another great episode. Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people. Uh, where we talk about critical issues in the blindness community. Tonight was a special one, typology. Well, I will certainly let you guys at home know when I'm read by Rachel, I, I, I'm really looking forward to that privilege, really am. If you have uh, questions, comments, complaints, uh, there's of course a line that you can call or text anytime. You all are too afraid to do it. I don't know why, am I really that scary? <laughs> 1-240-681-9869, 1-240-681-9869. Aaron's opinion six at gmail.com. Consider following me on Facebook, Twitter, even consider becoming a patron on my Patreon page. Don't forget to comment below, subscribe, push the bell notification to be up, to be notified when I upload a new video. And of course, as we say, I wish you, Rachel, the very best of health. I wish all my audience the very best of health and the entire world good health to everyone around the world. As we say, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. And as, and as I say on my podcast, as we, we have a special way of ending by saying, help one person today, help one million, people tomorrow.